0: The only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sempia, right here on SAFM. It is 13 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's speak to Manish Chand, who is the founder, CEO, and editor-in-chief of India and the World. And he's also from the Center for Global India Insights and is now joining us live from our makeshift studio um, at the Sentin Convention Center where the BRICS um, 15th Summit is underway. Manish, I have to say, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations with the landing of the... Chanandrian three, and he just told me now that actually his surname means moon. So I quickly, <laughs> I quickly, I quickly, <laughs> I quickly googled what uh, Chan, Chandrayan means, and it means moon craft. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, Eldrin, thanks for inviting me to your program, and uh, it's a. Uh, we are literally on the moon for India. It's it's a it's a very big day. Uh, it's uh, it's a moment of national rejoicing and jubilation. Uh, is a, a historic achievement. India becomes the first country to land near the, the South, South Pole. Pole. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's unprecedented. You know, Prime Minister Modi said in his remarks at the BRICS summit that be in BRICS means breaking barriers. Yes. So that's what India done. And, you know, uh, also uh, the, the congratulations from South African president was very spontaneous. And he said it's not only a big moment for India, but for the BRICS family. Uh, which is important. Uh, You know, uh, talking about Chandrayaan 3, uh, I don't want to go into the nitty-gritty of it, the technicalities of it, uh, but, you know, space is something, an area where India has developed, uh, you know, well-recognized capacity. It's universal. We are not only launching satellites for India, Mm. uh, the institution called ISRO, Indian Space Research Organization. It is also launching satellite for even developed countries like France. So this historic Moon mission, affirms India's position, reaffirms, just space, an emerging space power.
0: And and I like what uh, uh, Prime Minister Modi said also is that so with all of this intellectual, uh, intellectual capacity that has been built and the skills that have been built, he says that BRICS should be considering starting its own space consortium.
1: Yes, absolutely. So this was one of the suggestions by Prime Minister Modi. Uh, about the future when he spoke about the future of the grouping about having a consortium of uh, BRICS countries in the area of space exploration and space exploration is for developmental needs for weather forecasting for enhancing agricultural productivity uh, so you know this space uh, 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 mission links up with the larger developmental agenda Yeah, uh, uh, and it's good to see that not only India's Prime Minister but also leaders from other countries. South Africa spoke, uh, your president, South African president, Ramaphosa, spoke a lot about development. Uh, So did in some ways, you know, Chinese president. Mm -hmm. Uh, A Brazilian uh, wants it to be uh, developed, inclusive development. So what we are seeing when we are talking about the future of the grouping, is space exploration just shows us not even space is the limit. Yeah. For what the five <laughs> countries can do together, <laughs> and clearly, moon is not the limit. <laughs> Ev- evidently so. Yeah. Um, and 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 he speaks
0: again about. Um, building or rather getting our societies to be future ready right um he touched on access to education in rural areas and right. how we can use the digital infrastructure to help us get there around sharing of knowledge but also how yeah. artificial intelligence can be used to breach the language barrier uh yeah sorry what uh, was the last page where, where artificial intelligence can be used to
1: breach the language barrier in terms of knowledge sharing? Yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, Prime Minister Modi spoke about all those things, you know, skill sharing and all that. And that's the way for the BRICS to go. Again, it's it links up with the development agenda. Yeah. What the five countries... Skill mapping uh, is essentially about what are the core strengths of each country. If we know about that, then we can synergize our strength. Yeah, You know, BRICS is not just about... Uh, expression of solidarity. It's not rhetorical. We can, uh, you know, fashion a lot of common programs. Mm -hmm. And artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. he also talked about new uh, technology and artificial intelligence. And yes, language is important to bridge. You know, when you talk about people to people, cultural contacts among BRICS countries, that's a major barrier in some ways. Mm -hmm. So, for example, yes, English is, you know, Indians are South Africans, we speak English very well. Uh, But, you know, we have uh, Chinese, uh, there is a problem. Even Brazil, uh, apart from the elite, uh, you know, you don't have uh, English which is widely spoken, and Russia, of course. Uh, So, I think language, uh, if we can devise through AI... Uh, a kind of common language or whatever language you say, so that each is intelligible to the other uh, without translation. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. I mean, this is a big moment. So I think that's very important. Uh,
0: South Africa has contributed or donated, rather, um, cheetahs to India. And uh, Prime Minister Modi is speaking about the Big Cat Alliance. (laughs) Alliance. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) So clearly a big deal for him there. Speak to us about conservation and uh, Prime Minister Modi's approach around conservation. We spoke earlier on about the promotion and the conservation of traditional medicine, yeah, as yeah. well as indole- in, in, indigenous knowledge systems. Right. But but what he what is his thinking around this? Uh, uh, you, what informs that thinking?
1: You see, what animates his thinking is again, you know, that we rich countries should uh, draw on their. Uh, indigenous strength. That's very important. So for example, India has uh, major strength in traditional medicine. Even Africa has, you know, uh, tradition of, even China has, for Mm -hmm. example. So that is, his thinking is that, uh, that BRICS countries should tap their native expertise. You know what is ingrained in them. You know, in a sense, uh, in terms of heritage, in terms of culture, in terms of knowledge, traditional knowledge, uh, that will uh, strengthen the grouping. You know, uh, and and for that, greater intercultural communication is needed.
0: Yeah, the Himalayan border um, has mm. been a major issue between China and um, China and India. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, leaving the BRICS summit? Um, a possible conversation between the two leaders that could lead to a solution to that impasse. Uh,
1: yeah, so it remains a matter of speculation. There are also speculation. Nothing has been ruled out. Yeah, we have tomorrow, uh, which could potentially, you know, because Prime Minister Modi has a lot of bilateral meetings, at least a few, uh, after the BRICS outreach meeting. So, you know, keep your one is keeping one's finger crossed. But my sense is some sort of meeting will take place. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could not need not be a structured meeting, yeah, need not be a proper bilateral meeting as we understand it. Uh, But it could be a pull aside meeting, you know, where you're standing and like they met in Bali and uh, the the two spent some time. So, you know, 10 minutes, seven minutes, yeah. Is a lot for the in leaders. In politics, we know. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in basically, the leaders have to take a call. I think the message that should come from, uh, from India's point of view, uh, Xi Jinping, that, uh, that, you know, basically will restore the status quo, yep. territorial status quo. That, you see, India's contention has been all along that peace and tranquility on the border is a fundamental basis of good relations between India and China. Once peace and tranquility is violated, then everything is disturbed. So, so yes. In conclusion quickly, the G20
0: summit taking place next next month in, right. in India, in New Delhi. Right. What do you expect to be topping the agenda there?
1: Uh, so, uh, uh, so, you know, India G20 presidency is emerged as a beacon of hope for the developing world. Uh, one of the major issue would be very quickly Global South uh, Sustainable development, accelerating sustainable development goals. You know, pandemic and Ukraine crisis is further derailed and more people have been pushed into poverty. So India is focusing on the core issues, the survival issues, indebtedness of uh, developing countries, uh, uh, mainstreaming of aspirations and interests of the global south and reform and expansion of global governance, democratization. Uh, these are the fund. In some ways, it also dovetails with what is happening to the brakes here. Yes. So Global South is a common pointer here and a bigger voice for the developing world. So India is leveraging. You see, this is a very important point to note that till very recently, G7, which called the shots in, G20. But now with the successive presidencies, of emerging countries. So you know it mm. started with Indonesia, then is uh, India is hosting it, next year would be Brazil and then South, South Africa. Africa. So it's a major opportunity to also reinvent uh, G twenty. And reimagining G twenty. reimagining, yes. yes.
0: And next year it's taking place in Brazil. Yes. Another BRICS country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Lovely. Lovely Manish, address. That thank was you so uh, much for your time. Yeah, yeah. Greatly Mani- enjoyed. Manish Chande is the founder and CEO, editor-in-chief of India and the world. He's also with the Center for Global India Insights.